Robert Belize is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Bubba Rodriguez again. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. We're on episode four, season one of the Houston Dynapod podcast. I am your host, Finister. And thank you for sticking around, those of you that made it this far. First thing to talk about is the GameStop stonks, these diamond-handed apes sticking it to the system. I love it, okay? I know it's not soccer-related, but I absolutely love this. Screw the man, power to the people. That's what I say. But, guys, look, I watch this stuff. Last Thursday, they shut it down. They shut it down for a reason. So the big banks and the man could recover. That's when it was over. That's like if the commanding general gave the opposition his battle strategy. Or if the hitter knew what pitch was coming. Houston Dynamo, or Houston Astros, 2017. Shout out. I love it. I love what you're trying to do. I know it's not soccer related. Uh, good fight. But why don't you put some money in some stocks that I own? How about that? Because every time I post something like, Try this. Everybody says, you know, nah, it's AMC or GME to the moon. Y'all ain't going to the moon. Hopefully you're not investing money that you couldn't afford to lose. All right, so tonight I was watching Generation Orange and their Twitch. Great job, guys, by the way. Very good stuff. Uh, Unlike what we have here. This is a bunch of dick jokes and some soccer talk. So they were discussing the MLS CBA. And I plan on discussing this prior to watching that. My question to ownership is, what what the fuck do you think you're doing? Okay, you have a fledgling league. I know you're, you're growing at a very quick pace, but most of the clubs aren't turning a real profit. We're, we're the minor leagues, basically, or the retirement league, right? I've called it before. MLS is the Fort Lauderdale of, of soccer leagues. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? You should be trying to grow your audience and expand, but now you're going to alienate part of the fan base. Here in Houston, we're already pissed off. So now, like, Matt Jordan, who has arguably had the best offseason for him in a long time, he's going to do this, and now we won't get to see what you're producing. We won't get to see what, what comes out of it. What the fuck are you doing? This is insanity. I know, fucking players, you know, they got to play. Yeah, you know what? Some of them do. Some of them live in Venezuela and make $100,000 a week. That's like a retirement annuity in Venezuela. If I had hundred grand, I can go to Venezuela and I could buy a goddamn farm. A large one, not a little one. Not like the ones you see out here in Santa Fe and uh, fuck, Cyprus with like three goats and a trailer. No, I could buy a goddamn plantation. Okay, I could have like house servants. What are you doing? What? This doesn't make any sense. It's my bottom line. Okay, it's about making a stand. You fucking pay guys to play a game. You're essentially a child playing Monopoly. Grow the fuck up and pay them what they want. Okay, this shit doesn't happen in the big leagues. Big leagues. La Liga. EPL. EPL's the biggest one, by the way. Bundesliga. Okay? Serie A, or uh, Liga 1, whatever you fucking say it in French. Grow the fuck up. The guys want to play. We want to watch. Give them what they want. Okay? Yeah, you're not turning a profit. You know why? Because you don't sign shit and because you're set up to fail. 
without relegation and without like collective bargaining. Yo, I'm sorry. Baseball has it right. The people that can pay them, let them pay them. Let them pay them. Look at the Yankees. They pay whatever they want all the time. Let the clubs in America pay who the fuck they want. Stop telling them how much to pay. Yeah, you can split money on some things, but goddamn, if Atlanta's selling 60,000 tickets a match, and here in Houston, we're selling 10, they should have better players. If we're not selling out, we're not making the money, you got to come up with a better business plan. Personally, as you may know, if you've heard the pod before, my business plan for, for, for who we are, what we are in MLS, buy young players from Central and South America. Develop them. Coach them. Make them better. And sell them for a profit and repeat. Eventually, at some point, you will be able to purchase players who are ready to come in and contribute. Until that time, grow the fuck up, ownership. It's ridiculous. Tired of you fucking guys just ruining everything. Like, you sit back, you go to your country clubs, you fly on your private fucking planes, the players fly on Spirit Airlines. Grow up, all right? Fucking do the, uh, what is that? Undercover boss shit. See what the goddamn guy that pours my beer at BBVA Stadium goes through. No, that rant's over. Whew. That shit really gets me going, man. They're fucking owners. These rich people, they're bullshit. So last week, I did something that most of y'all probably wouldn't like. I gave Matt Jordan props. I complimented Matt Jordan. And I posted a link to the podcast on Reddit. And I, I got a response. And I told this guy he was definitely getting a shout out. So, Reddit user BLM292. By the way, I support Black Lives Matter. I think it's bullshit what they've gone through. I think that shit needs to change. And that goes for everybody of color. Sorry. Fucking, we've been bad to you. We have. I'm a white guy, right? I'll say it. I'm a white dude. We've been shitty for a long time. They want to go protest? Leave them alone. Nah, we go. Hey, we got to get out there and counter protest these dead gum antifas, these BLM people. No, you don't. Stay the fuck at home. Let them fucking say what they got to say. You guys had your shot. It was the Civil War. You lost. Fucking move on. All right, so BLM292 from Reddit. He says, Okay, generally, I try to stay true to the... Quotations. If you can't say something nice, blah, blah, blah. End quotations. Especially with people who are amateurs. Fuck you. Putting themselves out there, creating original content. That stuff is scary and hard, and you make yourself really vulnerable. Especially on the internet where it seems like one in two people get off being truly trash humans by tearing down in negative ways anything else anyone does. Which, by the way, the irony of what you just fucking said, that's literally what you're doing. You're tearing down and trashing what I did because you don't agree. So, you know, you could just shut the fuck up. Also, you leading off your post with that is like me leading off a racist joke with, you know... I'm not racist, but... That's what that fucking is. That's what you did. So, I will start by saying, respect you doing your own thing and keep it up. Thanks, bro. I fucking will. I promise. Especially because of the shit you said. However, I can be nice and still think what you're saying is utterly ridiculous. Pause. Fucking dude, if you haven't listened to this podcast, that's the point. It is utterly ridiculous. 
There's nothing out there that covers the dynamo that says the shit I say. You'd know that if you listen to episodes one and two, you fuck. Full disclosure, I stopped listening a couple minutes in because your opening inspired such visceral emotions in me, I had to unplug. This is me again, Finister. That was a great word. Visceral emotions. Okay, I had to unplug. Like, when he says unplug, I think fucking Neo in the Matrix. But, like, when he's in the Matrix and that dude fucking kills everybody by fucking pulling the plug out. Because when I read this, like, I wasn't mad. But I was like, whatever, dude. Okay, so here we go. Finishing it. The mere insinuation that because Matt Jordan has made some mildly competent moves over the last couple of weeks would entitle him to throw his D. You can say it. We're adults. Type it out. His dick. I said his dick. Throw his D on the table and give Dynamo fans the look. You know what you should be doing? Arg. I've never felt such rage. And maybe that's what you were going for. Shock jock style. I don't know. So respectfully, no. So respectfully, Matt Jordan's done a good job so far this offseason. Yeah, we want designated players. But fucking, we're not getting them. Okay? And... If me making the analogy of Matt Jordan throwing his dick on the table gives you a visceral emotion, you need fucking help. You need counseling. It's it's a this whole fucking podcast is soccer and inappropriate shit. Figure it out. I've never felt such rage. Never I'm inspired. Like thank you. That's a compliment. Me talking about Matt Jordan throwing his dick on the table inspired a rage level that you've never felt before? Bro, thanks man. That is a compliment. So, respectfully, thanks, man. I appreciate it. On to serious things. We signed Kyle Morton from USL. I like it. I think it's a good move. I like signing these guys that tear up USL, that do well, that make the, uh, what is it, the all-pro or whatever, all-USL all team. I, I think it's a good idea. It's, it's, our, it's our AAA. Sign him. I think he's our number two. I think he backs up Marco. And I think by week four, you guys are going to be calling for Marco, or excuse me, for Morton. Dude, let, let Marco play. Let Marco play. Let Morton learn. I know. Morton's older. Morton is older than Marco. Marco's going to be fine. And if he's not, he's got a beard. So you'll get over it. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. One of the things uh, I saw that was inspired by me loading up the Dynamo as FIFA is that Wilfred Zahibo contract was declined and I knew this but I never talked about it I think that was a poor move I think Zahiba would have been a you know the t or was is the type of defensive midfielder who can occasionally get forward you know especially for like set pieces I don't understand that man we like we we, we signed him traded for him whatever and then we let him go after a couple months it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me like at all all right, so in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the attacking options we have. Mainly the forwards, obviously. A lot of this is inspired by FIFA 21, because the other night I was bored and a little inebriated. And I was like, you know, maybe I should load up the FIFA 
see how the, the Dynamo are lining up tonight, right? Typically I play as Tottenham and get my ass kicked. And I know the person kicking my ass is like a 13 or 12 year old child on the other end, but at the same time, I still get fucking furious and like I wish I could just go through the, the screen and just be like, fuck you kid, quit doing that shit where I can't get the ball from you. Or quit pressing me and let me fucking work out from the back. But I loaded it up. And uh, I saw, you know, the forwards. And I went, hmm. I agree with three out of four of those. Because as you guys know, after football manager, FIFA is like the be-all, end-all of soccer games. So I saw uh, Fafa Pakal on the left. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He needs to play there. He needs to be in our lineup. He needs to start whenever he's healthy. He's pacey. He can score goals. He can assist with goals. He's a, he's a good physical presence. I mean, he's he's one of the only true proven players we have up front. Who else is there? I know you say Ramirez. Maybe we'll talk about him later. But Ramirez was a backup. right? Quintero was technically a backup. Don't even get me started about the right wing or the right midfielder. I don't even know what to do. There's like too many options. Uh, but up front, I think for sure, we have to have Fop Papa caught on the left. And he has the potential to do everything we need right there. You know, uh, track back, push forward, create and score. He, he, to me, he's one, he will be, I think, and again, what do I know? I think he's going to be our second best player on the team. Parker being third. But we're not talking about defenders tonight. We're talking about forwards. So, <laughs> interesting conversation the other night. I was talking to my mom. I don't know how. She, they ordered Chinese food, right? She's like, we went to get, we went to pick up some Chinese food. And this Oriental lady was so nice. And I was, I paused. I didn't say a word. I was like, oh God, here we go. Fucking boomer. Fucking boomer in their words. They're racist words that they don't understand are racist. She goes, yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm really happy with the Chinese food and that Oriental lady. She was, she was so polite. I was like, mom, you're, you're not supposed to call them Oriental. You don't call them that. That's, they consider that racist nowadays. And my mom is like the sweetest person. Like she's always there for me. She's always supportive, even though I'm a shithead. And she says, oh, okay. So, so what should I call them then? I was like, fuck, mom, they're Asian. Asian, mom, they're Asian. They're from the continent of Asia. Call them Asian. I was waiting for her to say something else. Like, thankfully she didn't, and we moved on. Back to the attacking players. Darwin Quintero. In my opinion, he needs the ball as much as possible. He needs to play the center attacking mid. And he needs to be able to drop back and create and build up and just... Give him the ball. Feed him. Feed him the ball. He is the best player on our team, which is crazy because he was a backup when we signed him. He's the best player on the team. He is. And he's he's got shit in his neck, which if you don't know what that means, that means that he will go and he will get the ball after he loses it and of the hard tackle. He doesn't give a fuck. He will go get the ball. He's the best player on the team. And he's got a motor and a little five foot five guy, which I don't believe. I think he's five three. He can go forever. God, his motor is just always running, always running, always running. Love that guy. Fantastic player. If something happens to him, we're fucked.
by the way. On the right, okay, we've covered uh, Fafa on the left, in my opinion. Quintero in, in the middle. The right's strange. FIFA puts Ariel or Ariel, Lassiter, on the right. Eventually, that's going to be Mateo Bahamich's spot. It will be at some point towards the middle to end of this year. It'll be Bahamich. I, 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 I can't imagine it going any other way. But what about Memo? What about Memo? He played on the left. He's typically played on the left, right? He cuts inside. He's right-footed, which I'm like 94% sure he's right-footed. But he cuts inside and he creates. You put him on the right, now he can cross. And you can send Valentin as an inverted back into the middle. Or you can rush a center midfielder forward. Yeah, I know. I told you guys I wasn't technical, but I've been studying my shit. You could put Memo on the right. We love Memo. He's from El Campo. He's from two miles away. He's our boy. He's got to play somewhere. He's, I don't foresee him beating out Picol on the left. He's not as good as Quintero. But I definitely think that Memo starts the year on the right with Lasser to spell, and eventually Bahamich will come in and he will take over. I do. It's what I think. And if you think I'm wrong, it's fine. It's my opinion. You have one too. We're allowed to. Back to my mom. So my mom continues to listen to these. I tell her, like, you don't need to. You don't, you don't have to. You probably shouldn't. I've made some pretty uh, fucking weird remarks about my mom. And she listens to the last one, which, by the way, was 34 fucking minutes. Whiskey helps. I will tell you that right now. Somebody asked, somebody asked the question, like, hey, how do, what do you guys do to, like, get creative on your podcast? And I was like, fucking, I drink. I drink three glasses of Jameson, half a pint, if you want to be uh, technical about it. Then it helps. It gets those creative juices flowing. Ooh, juices. Yeah, it does. Like, I drink a little bit and I feel better. And I'm like, all right, let's sit down, hang these blankets up in my shitty bedroom and record this podcast. But mom, my mom, she she's talking and she goes, you know, it it, it just sounds like... It sounds like your attention span is all over the place. I think maybe you need you need like Adderall to focus. A, my mom knows I have ADHD because she was fucking there when I was told that by a doctor when I was little. B, taking Adderall, it's an awful fucking drug. By the way, I took it with a prescription, not illegally like all you college students out there. It's a terrible drug. And the fucking doctor, they don't tell you anything. My doctor looked like Mr. Magoo if he smoked crack. Yeah, my neurologist, he looked like Mr. Magoo if Mr. Magoo smoked crack. This fucking guy gave me Adderall, didn't tell me a word. He's like, oh, you should take this in the morning and then I'll take one more at night. Fuck, I could, dude, I took it. I laid there all night just staring at the wall. Fucking eyes wide open. Like my goddamn pupils like marbles staring at the wall. And then I went back to him a couple weeks later. I said, hey, man, like, I took it, and I went to it for a run, like, on the treadmill, because that's what I do. I run on the treadmill. I was like, and my heart rate was, like, 190 beats per minute. Like, that's not normal. My doctor goes, well, you know, you, you, you might want to run slower. I'm thinking, run slower? That's the fucking, that's your advice? Run slower? You went to school for eight years and did an internship to tell people to run slower? Come on, ma'am. For real. Fuck. All right, so up top, we've covered the left side, we've covered the center, we've covered the right. Up top, 
it's Christian Ramirez because there's nobody else. Who else plays there? Pasher played there in the USL. We know Ramirez is better. Who else plays up top? Who's the backup? Ramirez is very average for MLS. Christian, if you're listening to this, you're a much better soccer player than me. Fuck. Okay, I just got a phone call. We edited it out. It was my brother. He told me, make sure your notifications aren't on. It's unprofessional on a podcast. And I, I was like, dude, I know you've listened to the podcast. It's not very professional. Anyway, Christian Ramirez, stats-wise, he, he's an average guy. He's, he's, he's not quick enough to really get in behind. He's, a, I guess, a target man, but he, he doesn't hold up play well enough. He's weird. He's like, he's, he's okay at a bunch of shit, but he's not really good at any one thing. It's true. I think. Again, like, I, I don't know all, all the stuff. I don't, I don't know everything. So my kid plays soccer. My oldest. He's pretty good. He is. And the other night, I picked him up from practice, brought him home, and I got this really bad news. Like I got, I'm in the middle of like a legal dispute over one of my kids. It's a fucking nightmare, by the way. And I get this email from my attorney, and it's like 26 pages of legal shit. And I get it as I, like literally as he's walking off the field. So like, I, now I'm like, oh fuck, I need to read this, and I need to read it quick, and I need to figure out what to do. So we get home, I sit down at the computer, and I open it up. I'm sitting here, and I'm reading, and all of a sudden, there's this, this tap on my shoulder, and it's my kid. And he's like, uh, hey, hey, Dad, um, hey, uh, you know, my, my, I can't get on the internet with my Wii gamepad. Now, he's 11, so he should have the ability to read the fucking room a little bit. Because I was on the phone, using my AirPods, the whole ride home. So he heard what I was saying, but he didn't hear what anybody else was saying. And I look at him, and I go, all right, let, let me see let me see the gamepad. So I start messing with the gamepad. And he's like, you know, I, uh, Dad, I, I connected to the Netgear, you know, the Netgear one, the Netgear 98. And I was like, that's not the right one. The right one's not even on here. He's like, you know what, just... just Take your gamepad and go away. Like I'm, I'm in the middle of something important. Leave. You need to know how to like pay attention to stuff. Anyway, I turn the router off when I leave the house because I had a router shit out on me and it cost me like $200. But at the same time, it's like, man, read the fucking room. Read the room. All right, to end this one tonight... I want to just give a quick shout out to uh, Generation Orange. You guys did a phenomenal job tonight. And uh, Mr. Putalaz over there at Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Uh, you guys are doing great work. Uh, we got, we, I got on Glenn Davis the other day. Talked to him about Matt Jordan a little bit. Glenn was a class act. He gave me a, a retweet to his 5,000 followers, which you know dwarfs my 200 and whatever. But we're coming up. We're making the move. So, guys, girls, ladies, gentlemen, listen and look, look and listen. Uh, this has been the Houston Dynapod Podcast. I am your host, Finister. This was Season 1, Episode 4. And as always, go Dynamo! Albert DeLeach is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it! There it is! It's a number! 
And it's Bubba Rodriguez again. 